Hi everyone, welcome back. My name is Alicia. Let's take a glimpse into how it's like to be in Tsinghua, and this is for those who are interested in China, studying in China, living in China, or just simply curious about what's going on in the world. Today we have Wang Xizhi, a Singaporean student doing Masters in Management, which is MIM, at the School of Economics and Management. He's also a Chinese government scholarship recipient, and he holds a Bachelor of Science at New York University Stern Business School. He started the Coffee Chat Initiative, which initially was meant to strengthen the bonds between MIM, and during the pandemic, it has grown into a Tsinghua-wide initiative. In this podcast, we talked about his mentality in starting anything, including the story of coffee chat, his many interests, including golfing, fitness, and playing three instruments, mim, and the pandemic. My main takeaway is just do it and be fearless in chasing what you want. Stick around for really good advice and inspiration for those who want to start something. Without further ado, let's dive in into the podcast today. Hi, Chichi. Welcome here. I'm so glad to have you here today. Let's start with、um, your relationship with China. So, why China? And can you tell us more about how you came to China at the first place? Hi, Alicia. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. It's a great honor.、Uh, so, why China? That's a very good question. I actually, after graduating, I was faced with The dilemma of either finding a job or to、uh, continue my studies, and I actually did an exchange program in my、uh, fourth year of university, where I went to Peking University for an exchange program, and it was there and there that I actually make a decision, make the decision to come to China because throughout my whole life I've been, I grew up in Singapore and I. Uh, did my high school and my undergraduate in the U.S.、Uh, and so I wanted to, you could say, see the see another side of the world, and that would be in China because you know、uh, China is a rising power. I mean, and it, and it is,、yes. its importance in the world it's growing by the day, and being a、uh, being a fourth generation Chinese, I also wanted to also experience firsthand. Uh, to live in China for a few years, and hopefully that would pay off. And hence,、uh, that's why I decided to do my graduate education in China. I see. How is the expectation versus reality sort of、um, aspect to it when you first went to China? Like, did you expected it to be how it turned out to be? Things turned out to be pretty similar to what I thought. I knew、mm-hmm. that it was going to be very competitive.、Uh, right. So when I first entered Meme at Tsinghua, you know, I realized that just on the first day there was so much information going around. You know, everyone was trying to,、um, everyone was really talking about internships, and、yeah. you could just feel the entire atmosphere was very, very intense. And I, but but I was kind of expecting that.、Uh, what、mm. probably was It took me a while to adapt. Was probably the language barrier, right? Because even in during my exchange、mm. programs, I would still be taking most of my classes in English.、Uh, there was a huge international community of exchange students as well, and so、uh, probably the 
the percentage of me using English would be a little bit more than Chinese. Uh, but whereas now in, in meme, it was almost 100% Mandarin. Uh, all the classes were conducted in, in Mandarin. Uh, the students, you know, mostly Chinese students also be talking to themselves, you know, using Mandarin. And I think the, the you yeah. know, I think probably when uh, the school would pass out announcements uh, back in Peking University, it'd be in English. Uh, whereas at Tsinghua, it'd be, right now, wow. it'd be like, oh, you know, in fully in Mandarin. And so sometimes, as you know, uh, announcements in Mandarin can sometimes be a bit difficult to understand at first. Yeah. Yes, so I think yes for sure. That would be a, yeah, my take. I see. And how did you manage to cross the language barrier? I think for me, all it took was a bit of time because for me, I think growing up, you know, in different countries, I, I, I adapt quite well. And so I knew that it was just a matter of time before I would be uh, well adapted to the entire Chinese speaking environment. And I think I would just say, you know, taking some time every day to have a conversation in fully in Mandarin, uh, you know, having news with your classmates, uh, that after a while, it, 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 it kind of, uh, you know, you kind of react faster. You, you don't have to translate within your own head from Mandarin to English and then mm. English to Mandarin again. Uh, it kind of comes second nature. And so I would just say yeah. taking that extra effort every single day to uh, to reach out, reach out. Practice. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty similar to what Kate had said in the previous episode mm. where she said, if you want to learn Chinese, make sure you're not speaking any other languages um, and, and to be in the community itself so that you can force yourself to practice. It's great to hear. Mm-hmm. And... Um, were there times when, uh, during your studies, where you doubted that this is the route that you wanted? And what happened then? I wouldn't say that I had any doubts because before coming here, I knew what I was getting myself into, right? I've not, it's not as if like this is the first time I've been to China. Um, but I would, would admit for sure that there were many, many nights where I actually found myself to be, uh, I would say maybe suffering a little bit because of how intense everything was and you know the the mm. speed of how everything goes is just so fast that sometimes without even thinking you are you are really like uh quite deep into the problem and so after maybe a week or two weeks when the assignments started to to pile up i think it started to hit me there and then that you know you're actually a graduate student and the responsibilities just keep piling up so I would say that, you know, I have, I, 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 I do have, I had my moments of, uh, I would say, tough times, fair share of tough times. But then at the end of the day, you know, you have to remind yourself of your purpose and your mission of why you decided to come to China. And for me, that was to uh, increase and to increase my exposure and to put me in a mm-hmm. very uncomfortable situation because I know that, you know, like I said before, if you put yourself out there enough, the uncomfortable becomes comfortable, and you know, soon it yes. soon slowly, slowly but surely, uh, 
the entire experience will not feel so scary. It becomes more uh, like, I don't know, like a normal day in school. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that analogy. Um, yeah, and how do you how do you usually remind yourself your mission and purpose? Do you have a set of things that you do in particular? Uh, yeah, I would say that at the end of the day, you know, when I return home after a busy day in school, I would normally be sitting down in my sofa or you know, and reflect on the past day of what just happened, and you know, at that point in time, you normally feel very tired. Right. And then definitely because for the first time in the day, you are alone, you get to think. And I think that's when the thinking for me starts, um, you know, reflecting on the past day, what I've achieved, the difficulties I faced. And, um, you know, whenever you, you whenever I, I would feel down, I would just, I don't know, maybe it's just a, just my, my own way of myself. I tell myself, you know, you got to get back up. You got to keep fighting. You know, this is, this is not, it's not easy, but, you know, at the end of the three years at Tsinghua, you mm. will come out to be a stronger person and, and, you know, enjoy the journey, you know, and enjoy the grind, enjoy the journey every day, wake up every day feeling excited, uh, try to be a little bit better. And yeah, I think that's, 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 that was my mindset. And that is, that is still my mindset. Even today, it's, uh, you know, online learning, COVID, period. Yeah. Uh, I remember you actually planned a lot of little parties for the class. Um, (laughs) And you are also our class monitor. So (laughs) what do you mean? Wow. What an honor. What an honor. (laughs) You know, I remember having conversations with you about, you know, having the vision of making our class the most bonded class in the entire Tsinghua. And I, and I felt that, I felt really inspired after listening to that because I, I guess everyone has the desire of wanting that closely knit class, mm-hmm. but not enough people p- actually put in the effort to bring that to life. You, I would say you, kind, you, you did it. <laughs> so can you tell us more about Coffee Chat as well as the mini parties? Why did you wanted to do that? All right, I... I wouldn't say that we have done it. I think it's still work in progress. I think that, you know, like any relationship, uh, you know, all parties, uh, you know, have to continue to work hard for the relationship to get even stronger. And so it, it is still work in progress. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, you know, one of the reasons why I actually hosted so many social activities and so on and so forth is mainly because, you know, you're, whatever it is you are spending, you're putting in two two to three years uh you know, in, 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 in a school environment, right? Two to three years is not a short time. It is actually probably going to be the, the best times of our life if you think about uh, in terms of responsibility, in terms of financial freedom, in terms of, uh, you know, pressure to find a job. Right now, actually, you know, it is a time where, you know, most older people would look back and say, you know, those were very good times. And I think that, you know, we should not let this frame of time go to waste. We should maximize. Uh, and being in the same class with 54 other very outstanding and very uh, uh, brilliant students, you know, I think sometimes you also have to look beyond 
the academic classes, you also have to put in some time to know and and to uh, develop friendships with the people that you're going to be spending the next two three years with. And you know, I know it's like for me as an international student, it was quite difficult at first to uh, to get used to you know Tsinghua, right? But the same would be for many of the Chinese students as well, because. Uh, many of them, you know, they are not from Beijing. China is so big, right? They, they have to travel uh, halfway across the country just to be uh, in Beijing to, to continue their studies. They don't know anyone in Tsinghua and everyone knows that everyone is very, very smart, ac academically, you know, almost like a perfect student. So, you know, I think the default uh, uh, situation is that everyone feels a little bit overwhelmed. Everyone feels a little bit uh, pressured and you know but at the end of the day we have to tell ourselves that we are classmates right we are we we are we, we are supposed to be friends and so you know after class you know maybe every Friday every Saturday would it be possible for us to meet up on a social basis and to get to know each other you know better and hence I decided mm -hmm. to host the uh, social parties uh, weekly but then again because our class you know has 55 people uh, and yeah. each party you know to keep it to pick to keep it good you have to keep it relatively small and so the reach would not be I will not be able to reach every student every student every week and so I so that's when I came up with coffee chat it was actually an idea that I suddenly came to my mind when I was doing an, an assignment I have no idea no idea why it just came <laughs> to my head uh, and I'm thinking to myself hmm I could do something like pairing people up to talk every week. What should I call it? Coffee chat. Hmm. Sounds like a good idea. And that that night I didn't sleep well because I was I was thinking wow. about it the whole night, you know. And uh, the whole aim is to, it's 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 quite a simple concept really. It's just to uh, have people in the class sign up, uh, get paired with uh, another classmate, you know, preferably someone they they're not very familiar with. They're not very uh, they have not got gotten to know on a deeper level, and for them to just meet up once a week, uh, and chat. And I think that you know there is no real topic to talk about because I think everyone is equally interesting. Everyone has has many views on many many issues, and so just by putting the people in a place and asking them to speak for an hour, I think slowly but surely people will start to open up, and then uh, you know you you let the conversations. Uh, flow from there. At first, mm -hmm. it was a bit difficult to implement because I think uh, this is probably it's not it's not new. so yeah it's it, it's a new concept and it's not really I guess practice in maybe an a Asian en environment. Yeah, it's probably yeah in the Western world where social interactions probably happen more frequently. But you know, I told myself you shouldn't let I shouldn't let this stop me from making this initiative right uh the most important thing for me is to try and if it fails it fails then we can think of something else but if it succeeds then a lot of students would be able to uh take advantage of this opportunity to meet and to understand their fellow classmates better which i think is the whole aim of graduate school in the first place mm. Wow. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And do you have any examples of some obstacles that you faced while you try to rally everyone mm. to, you know, 
take part of this because I, I understand that every single student in our class actually took part in this. And that is an amazing thing to achieve, especially most of us being, you know, Chinese students who tend to be more conservative. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I often tell my Chinese classmates that I'm also a very shy guy, you know? <laughs> And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right. a shy guy she, she. too, you know. So by default, I'm just like them, if not more shy than them. Uh, but at the same time, I I I also remind them that, um, you know, I ask them, I sometimes ask them, you know, why do you come to Qinghua? You know, why do you come to Qinghua? And what do you want to get get out of Qinghua? Uh, and I think most people, they would pause and they would start to think, and then the fact that they pause and think means that. You know, many of us are not sh- even sure why we are in Tsinghua. We don't know our purpose in Tsinghua. Mm. Um, people come to Tsinghua because it's the best school in China. But, you know, I think sometimes you have to think for yourself, right? It's it, it, We are at an age where we have to think deeply about issues because we are we are spending time. Uh, we are giving up the best years of our lives in, in, in a certain environment. And uh, we talk about problems. Of course, there were many problems. The first problem was... The first obstacle, I would say, not, not problems, but obstacles. The first obstacle was to kind of market and sell this idea to not just Chinese students, but also international students. Uh, because, yes. you know, this is, it, it, was a, it was not promoted by the school, it was promoted by an, by an individual. And an individual that yes. most people would, didn't know of very well. Like, you know, you didn't know me very well back then. And so, you know, for me to yeah. push out such a bold initiative, oh, you know, uh, meet up with someone once a week and talk, you know, it might, it might scare a lot of people. It sounded for Yeah, it might, it might scare a lot of people. Um, so that was the first obstacle. The second obstacle was, was of course, uh, many people open to the idea. They were like, oh, it's a pretty good idea. But when it came to registration, you know, then mm. it became... Reality, reality didn't really match up. I wouldn't say that reality <laughs> it wasn't as, as, as nice as, as, as I imagined it to be. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. by default, again, most people tend to be passive, right? Not many, many people would only register if you go to them personally, one-on-one, and then like ask them, and then, then they will uh, mm. uh, sign up, right? If you put it in the group chat, many, many times people just look yeah. at it. It was a pretty good idea. Maybe I'll decide later. But the maybe I'll decide later... Uh, Maybe because they have other issues or maybe they have uh, other things that come up, they forget about signing up and then, you know, not many mm. people sign up. So it's all yeah. about turning that maybe yes. into a yes. Yes, correct. And I, I think that the third obstacle, uh, you know, was to be consistent, right? You cannot just organize something one week and the next week because you are busy or because you have a test or an exam, you just postpone it because... Uh, you know, people see that as being inconsistent, right? If you want a whole weekly thing, you hold something weekly. You don't, you know, unless it's it's an mm. emergency, then maybe you can uh, postpone it. But unless it's an emergency, you know, to be, you have to be present. You have to be there every single week. Finding the time every week to organize, to get people to sign up, to pair, to collect pictures, to collect feedback. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort. So I think most people uh, might not consider this. Uh, you know, for me, 
it sometimes was a little bit draining on me because you know you would you would finish one whole day of yeah. classes and then you're exhausted right and now you have to plan for coffee chat that is going to be done next week or no yeah uh, next week and and you got to do it today you know you got to do it tonight but you're so tired already um then again you got to ask yourself you know why why you why you decided to do it in the first place and uh, i think that that knowing of the why gave me that extra mm. push gave me the extra fuel to push on and to uh be consistent so that's amazing that's that's amazing and yeah we see coffee chat everywhere now um even peking university was doing it for their mba <laughs> and for sams as well they're also doing for for across hk usc chinghua mm-hmm. sams um session coffee chat and it's everywhere and during the pandemic especially mm-hmm. um it has grown into a chinghua wide mm-hmm. initiative and we actually got about 200 is people joining including professors and from different schools yeah how did how did that come about and and how is that different from a physical coffee chat well i think that in the time of covid-19 you know everyone's back at the home uh now i think it's a lot better but initially i think everyone was feeling a little bit depressed everyone was feeling a little bit you know uh pessimistic about what's going on in the world especially when at first when we yes. didn't know what was happening you know when we didn't know so much about covid-19 especially at the early months so many people were yeah. were trapped in their not trapped but you know were stuck in their home uh with limited to no social interactions and this can be this can actually bring up some i don't know maybe some uh emotional problems you know people start to 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 think negative thoughts people might you know not be able to sleep well yeah uh people uh you know become very pessimistic about stuff and 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 i think that you know for us to move from offline to online it wasn't so difficult right it wasn't so difficult because everyone was in, was was already at home um but the demand was you know was quite good when and i mentioned it mm. to a few other friends who were outside uh you know mean they expressed interest and immediately they invited their friends as well from other departments and they all you know started to do weekly and then slowly caught the attention of more people and then we you know and then we slowly expanded out uh so you know it wasn't it wasn't planned right it was kind of uh the situation caught for for us to move online and i'm glad we moved online and then we we i think we hosted it for like 7 weeks or something for 7 weeks yeah. or 6 weeks 7 weeks i think yeah and then uh, I, you know yeah. to be very honest you know actually this online coffee chat thing this semester was it exceeded my expectations because i met i met three four students who were not from me who were from other departments other faculties in chinghua and i actually you know enjoyed talking to them a lot uh and i think if it were we if if we were in a in a normal situation back at school i might not even have the opportunity to talk to them so uh this was a blessing in disguise mm. that i was able to to talk to a few of them and to today you know i keep in contact with some of them 
and we intend to meet up once I get back uh, to Tsinghua. Uh, so, wow. So, so I think again, it's a it's a blessing in disguise. We make the best out of out of what we have, and hope for the best. You know. Yeah. So, what are some future plans for? For coffee chat, now that you know some of us are actually outside China, we can't go back on campus, and some people are actually on campus. So, how do you see coffee chat to be in the future? Well, um, I think that the idea of coffee chat is is to get people to communicate, right? I I don't think coffee chat exists just because it has to exist, right? The whole idea is to allow people to mm. to communicate, to be proactive when it comes to communication with with their classmates and peers. And actually, after coffee chat ended this semester, you know, when when people were were, were on breaks, uh, people actually in our class proactively met up and communicated. Uh, we saw it in we saw it with a few classmates in Shanghai. They met at Disney. Uh, and then in Beijing yeah. as well, they they met for uh, dinner. And you know, it is this kind of things that actually is the whole point of coffee chat. So, you know, right if. I think Coffee Chat achieved its goal of opening the class up, and people no longer feel the fear of uh, proactively, you know, organizing something uh, with their classmates and just hanging out. I think that's the whole goal. So, if you were to ask me what what is going to happen, I I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. To be honest, I think we just have to play mm. by ear, and. You see how it goes. A very demand-driven product. Yeah, yeah. Because customer-centric. For sure. I, I mean, because <laughs> you know, if 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 you if we decide to 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 do more, you know, it has to be, it it it, it can yeah, it has to be meaningful and and it has to be well thought out, right? You just don't want to do it for the sake of doing it because if that's the aim, just to do it for the sake of doing it, then I can guarantee you it, it won't be done well. You know, you you only mm, do something mm. if you really believe in the cause and you really believe that there's a demand, not just for the sake of doing mm. it, you know, and continuing it. That's that's my that's that's my take at least. Yeah, yeah, that made me think a lot about you know why I wanted to start this podcast because mm. I wanted to bring more conversations to exactly. people and wanted to get the conversations going on. So. Yeah, thank thanks for sharing what what you shared about coffee chat. I will definitely take um, that mindset into doing what I'm doing as well. And hopefully, people who are listening to this are also very inspired yes. by the mindset that you have going into projects. Yes, I mean, you know, this podcast is actually a great example of what coffee chat has given rise to, right? It is this initiative by you to reach out to fellow classmates to have conversations, and that is perfect. That is exactly the thing that I I hope for Coffee Chat to achieve is to get more students like yourself to reach out to other people because, you know, you are also mm. a very interesting person. Uh, you you are someone with a lot of uh, ideas, and you're very Thank sociable you. as well. So, <laughs> you know, for you to uh. To to start this podcast, you know, just sometimes bring a tear to my eye. Oh, <laughs> Chichi! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for inspiring. No problem. Always there. Um, thanks, man. Um, 
Next section, let's talk about your personal life because I know you have many, many interests. In Chinese, we call this um, 文武双全. Academically, you're doing really well and you also have so many different hobbies like golfing, fitness, and music. Can you tell us more about what you're doing outside of uh, academic? <laughs> so, uh, actually, when I was a young boy or when I was in my teenage years, I I, I mm-hmm. went onto YouTube and I looked at the person called Wang Lihong. And, you know, okay. this guy is, back then, to me, he was an idol because not only was he good looking, he was, you know, very smart. He attended a good college. You know, he, he could play like, you know, eight or seven instruments or ten instruments, like multiple instruments. And it just asked, it just, I just asked myself this question, like, how can someone be so good at so many things? Um, you know, and then then I realized, actually, it, it is, you know, my boss actually told me this this morning. He said, vision without action is just a dream, right? If you want something to, to become reality, right, you have to put in action. So let's say you like to do, you like, you like the idea of a podcast, right? What do you do? You have to put in the action. You have to reach out to people. You have to think of ways to make a podcast uh, enjoyable. And then it becomes reality. And then one day down the road, people ask you, Alicia, how, how are you so good? And, you know, one, you know, you're so inspiring. And then actually all you did was the little, little things. So for me, all the interests that I have, you know, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not very good at anything. You know, I, I, I would say that I can... Uh, let's say in terms of fitness, you know, I would say that I'm just active, right? I'm physically active in the gym. How how active I mean, are you? You know, people think that I spend three hours, four hours, five hours in the gym. I actually only spend about thirty minutes to forty minutes a day in the gym. Every uh, day. I mean, you spend a few hours on. <laughs> everyone spends a few day, few hours on the phone every day, and and no one gets surprised by that. So. I think spending half an hour in the gym or 40 minutes in the gym is just getting your daily exercise in. It starts the day right uh, mm. and probably, you know, gives me some peace and quiet, uh, you know, when I'm, and I'm just focusing on, on, on training. You know, nothing really gets into your head. You can think clearly afterwards. And so I see it as a, as a routine, as a lifestyle. And as for my mm. other interests, you know, um, you know, I try to put in a little bit of time every day to address it but sometimes um you know it can be a little bit too much so there are pros and cons to having a lot of interest um but again vision with, without action is is a dream right so if you want something to mm. become reality then you have to uh put in the effort and for me i decided that you know i i i didn't want to just dream things i want to actually do things. I actually want to be, I actually want to look back in my life 30, 40 years from now and say that, you know, I, I'm glad that I actually put in the hard work. I'm glad that I actually put in the effort. I'm glad that I actually put in the initiative because, you know, yeah. because of what I did in the past today, I can enjoy maybe playing an instrument. <laughs> maybe, you know, I'm not obese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, that's such a powerful thought, you know, putting thoughts into actions because if you have 
so much thoughts and you don't have any actions. You just you you're not you're yeah, nothing. Exactly. You just thoughts. Yeah. And 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 there's right actually on. a video that I watched recently that talked about how you can learn anything and be decently good uh, if you just put in twenty hours. You know, if you just put in twenty hours into into something that you're interested in, let's say playing. Uh, the guitar, right? You pick up the basic things. Mm-hmm. You 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 know how to self-correct, and you put in twenty solid, uninterrupted hours. You know, in twenty hours later, you can you can play a few songs. You can play a few chords. You be you be relatively proficient in the guitar, and you know, being proficient in something and being world class, you know, are two different things, right? Um, obviously, if you want to be world class in something, you have to spend your whole life. But you know, let's say if you want to improve your writing, you you spend half an hour or forty five minutes every day, and you just write. After a month, you see that you see a big improvement, and after a year, you become two different people. You know, <laughs> the person who put in that forty five mm. minutes a day after a year, you know, I think would be able to write much better than someone who didn't put in that time to to write, and so. Um, it's really just about starting something and being consistent, just like coffee chat. Mm. Nice. Mm. Um, what about golfing? Do you have anything to yeah. say about that? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, because you, you mentioned that you know being proficient versus world class. But from my understanding, you're pretty, pretty world class <laughs> when it comes to say, golfing. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm world class in golf for sure, but I will say that I'm a little bit better than proficient. Being proficient, I would say that, um, you know, when I was a high schooler, I or I or rather I did my high school in Florida, and I attended mm-hmm. a golf academy. So I played golf full time for two years, uh, where I would study in the. I, I would I would go to school in the morning and then play golf in the afternoon, um, and so, uh, I would hit balls after ball, after ball, after ball for maybe five, six hours a day. And after two years, putting that, that amount of time, I got to a level where I was able to represent uh, and play for NYU. Uh, I was lucky enough to also nice. be captain of NYU. And, you know, now that I'm in, in Tsinghua, I also represented Tsinghua uh, in, in last year's uh, annual, I think, college golf tournament. And I was very honored mm-hmm. wow, to come in a very wow. shy first. <laughs> so wow, I brought, I brought a very shy first yes. indeed. So I honor <laughs> it's amazing. To, to Qinghua, as a Qinghuaren, you know, I can you know, like wow. they say, right? Like, uh, without sports, you're not you're not Qinghua. Oh yeah, Uti Bu Qinghua. Yeah, you live that. So happy. It's awesome, and you know, uh. Fast forward to today, I, I don't really actually practice a lot of golf. Golf is not really my main hobby anymore. It is something that, you know, if I need to play golf, I can play. And I can play at a decent level. Um, but it, I, I don't really... I, I would rather put my time into more important areas in my life for the moment. Mm. So, yeah. Do you have some habits in your life that you religiously do every day that has changed your life or significant enough? Uh, yes, there are a few things that I try to do every single day. I think that, you know, sleep is very important. Um, 
And to be able to sleep well, for me, you have to do a lot. You know, you don't go to sleep. For me, if I don't do anything during the day, it's very hard for me to fall asleep at night. And so, you know, I especially during the times mm. of COVID-19 where we're stuck in our home, you know, the amount of physical activity naturally will reduce and you spend more time in front of the computer, uh, just sometimes even wasting time. And so uh, sometimes I'm not able to sleep as well, especially, you know, this past semester. And so I, I, I make, make an effort to, to do more during the day. And I want to go to bed feeling really, really, really tired. That's one. Um, two, the second thing I like to do in my life um, of uh, or routine is actually to ask myself what impact I've made. How has my existence affected the people around me? You know, I think that sometimes we tend to take a lot instead of giving. And I constantly mm. try to remind myself to give more. Because the more you give, actually the right. more happy you become. At least for me. Uh, the more I take, the more unhappy I become, even though this sounds I- ironic. So I try to do the little, little things to help people. Um, right now, of course, in the context of my family members, I try to help them in the little ways I can to show care and concern, um, to you know be, uh, keep up with some of my classmates, um, see how they're doing, and to see if I can help in any single way. And, mm. you know, probably the last thing would be to to try to never take things for granted. I think that uh, this time of COVID-19 really made me think a lot more, right? I have so much more free time. You mm-hmm. think a lot more of what you really want in life, um, what matters and what doesn't matter as much. And being able to think, having some time every day to think alone, that's very important. Mm. If not, you just you know, you just uh, get into the routine of things and just do things without actively thinking. And I think not thinking is detrimental to your growth, personal growth. So, Mm. yeah. Mm. 100% agree. Um, To live consciously, but not unconsciously. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Correct. 100% agree. Mm -hmm. Um, um, If there's anything that you would say to people who are thinking of starting something but are not motivated to do um, can you give some advice into how to you know the how to go through the process of asking themselves questions of finding their purpose because I I, I realize you 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 mentioned a lot about you know asking uh-huh. people why why this why that so what would you like to say to those who um, who are looking? to do something sure um someone once told me before you know when you're on your deathbed life flashes right in front of your eyes your entire life you know the type of life that would flash by right before you die is something that can be controlled not 100% but it can be it is controlled mainly by you right and your actions so you have to ask yourself, when you look back one day, because that day is going to come for every single person, what type of life do you want to see flash by your eyes? Do you want to see someone who did that, gave their all? Or 
would you rather see someone who, you know, full of full of regrets, they didn't do enough? Um, so yeah, that that is one angle to consider. And if you are worried about starting something, then you know, ask yourself this question: Why why are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of failing? What what have you got to lose, right? And if let me give you an example, right? Let's say coffee chat. I wanted to start coffee chat, but I'm afraid that it will fail, right? I ask myself, what do you have to lose? And then I will reply myself, oh, um, my reputation, uh, people's perception of me. And then the next question you ask yourself is, okay, and and then so, mm. right? And if you ask yourself in this type, if you if you rephrase the question like, yeah, okay, you are afraid of you, you are afraid of how people think of you, and then what? And then what? And then what? The more you process that thought down a future, you start to realize that you actually don't know why you're really afraid. You're actually afraid of starting to, to do something, even though you don't really know what you're fearful of. Mm. So you don't you don't exactly know or have a clear reason why you are afraid of something. You just think you are afraid of something, but actually it's not. Because uh, for most for most people, right, they have had their reputation tarnished. You know, people talk bad about everyone all the time. And yet, most people can live on fine. So is this really why you are afraid of starting something? Then the answer becomes more clear, right? Then the answer becomes, no, actually, you, have, you don't really have much to lose. And if you think about it, right, um, all of us have failed, or rather things have not gone according to plan for every single one of us who has lived this earth. And ask yourself this question, have you, have you, you know, have you died? Have you died because of your actions? The answer is, if the answer is no, and you're still doing okay, it means that, hey, it's not too bad, you know? And oftentimes people tend to think that, Actually, I was very grateful that I failed because it taught me this, it taught me that. So actually, failures actually make you a stronger person, right? When, going back to the example of Coffee Chat, you know, I was rejected uh, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times by mm. people. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I failed many, 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 many times just in personal conversations when I would be uh, asking people whether not to join Coffee Chat and then they reject me hurts deep down, right? It hurts because you think that that person would agree and that person turned out to say no, right? But after a while, you learn how to accept rejection. And the next time you ask that person, you're not so fearful. And the more you ask, the more you try, the less fearful you, the less fearful you become. Mm. And at the end of the day, Resilience. if that thing succeeds or the thing, you know, it, it, it turns out well, then kudos to you, you know? But if it doesn't turn out well, kudos to you as well because now you have learned how to be resilient. Now you know how to, mm. now you know how to uh, accept rejection and the next thing you do, you will have a big advantage over someone else who didn't try uh, mm. before. So I guess don't be afraid of doing something, especially when, when at this day and age, you know, things are changing so rapidly. You know, you, you, you never know that little initiative can make all that, all that difference in the world. 
Very wise. And yeah, I think biggest takeaway would be just do it. Just do it. And the worst thing is not trying. The worst thing is not acting. Right. That's the real problem. I think I gave a lot of uh, very cliche things up today. Um, (laughs) No, 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 no. You know, like just do it. You know, don't be be so fearful. But, you know, sometimes there are some truths to cliches, right? Uh, Of uh, course. You know, so. I think there's also a difference between someone who says these things and never do these things versus someone who actually lives like that and telling you genuinely from their experience of what they've experienced. So yeah, I think all these have been extremely um, helpful and insightful. This is awesome. Thank you so much. And do you have anything else to add that I haven't mentioned before? Yeah, I want to give a quick shout out to any of my Mimer's classmates who may be listening to this. I want to thank them for giving me a very good first year at Tsinghua. And, you know, hopefully uh, the COVID situation will improve and we'll be able to reunite. And I look forward to more social gatherings and growing with every single one of my classmates as well as my peers at Tsinghua. So thank you. And, 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 I, and I also want to thank you, Alicia, for uh, inviting me to, to this podcast. I think it's a very amazing thing that you're doing. And hopefully you can continue what you're doing and to reach out to more people and to spread people's stories such that, you know, Tsinghua becomes a more homely place for... Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, letting coming on to my podcast you know getting the ball rolling um i appreciate this from the bottom of my heart like when i asked you you didn't even hesitate you just said yes so this is very <laughs> encouraging and and this has You're been a, a great podcast a really great Thank podcast and so uh, i would yeah and i would agree with you i really miss i really miss the other members i hope i hope we can go back to beijing soon and okay. have a have a really big meal. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Have a great day and a great holiday. The rest of the holiday, Chi Chi. Thank you. I'll thank catch you up with you soon. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Bye.